Welcome into our post-game podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christopherson, Michael Brunts. This is Husker 24-7, recapping Nebraska's 13-10 win over Northwestern on Saturday. Uh, the Huskers were able to avoid overtime for the third straight year with the Wildcats, which is good because everybody knows the Huskers can't score in overtime, but they managed to make a drive with about a minute left after a Lamar Jackson interception, setting up a Lane McCallum field goal to win the game. Brian, when you look at this game in its totality, what kind of stood out for you uh, when assessing the Huskers' play in their fourth win of the season? Well, I give the defense credit. I mean, we knew going into this game Northwestern was an offensively challenged team, and that proved out again. But, I mean, aside from the one drive to start the second half, I felt like Eric Chenander's group really had a pretty firm grip on the game. So you got to take that part of it and say that's good. But I'll tell you what, the, watching Nebraska's offense, it, it is, it's difficult right now because it's so hard. Like everything is so challenging. Uh, they end up with only 12 first downs on the game. And even before the Adrian Martinez injury, it, it just felt like there's no rhythm to this thing. And, um, the snaps were again all over the place, and Adrian, I think, is you're you're seeing that there's still kind of a lack of trust between him and some other guys. Fortunately, there's Wandale Robinson, and I'll lead maybe Brunson to talk about that. But I mean, Wandale Robinson is the reason Nebraska won this game. I mean, he he just made like three three or four great plays that saved Nebraska's bacon, and he was a guy that Northwestern didn't have, and that's why Nebraska won and Northwestern didn't. Yeah, it was, you know, one of these games where it's either going to turn on, I mean, we, we talked about it leading in, it was either going to turn on a, on a turnover, a big defensive play, or you were going to need kind of your horses to make, um, you know, two or three big plays. And, and, and that ended up being Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, he, he made that nice catch and, and run late uh, to get the ball down in nor- Northwestern territory, that first touchdown. Uh Kind of looked a little dead in the water, but, you know, he, he made a guy miss. Matt Farniak threw a block and he was off to the races. So, you know, that that kind of just shows you, you know, I, I think that the difference, what, what a difference maker can do. And I think that we also saw tonight um, that, that Nebraska still needs significantly more of those types of guys. Um, you know, Maurice Washington wasn't around in the first half because of a uh, an in-house issue. Um wasn't particularly effective when he was in the game and it you know when JD Spielman went out of the game too I I think you saw the lack of explosiveness in this wide receiver room if it's not Spielman or Robinson so it it was instructive in a number of ways but I I think you know what what we saw once again is is Wandale Robinson uh, is a special player uh, and will be going forward. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the lack of explosiveness on, on offense or even really the lack of depth. I mean, it just feels like I know there's there's some injuries, obviously, with Spielman, and, and I'm not entirely sure what the Washington situation is. But it's uh, it just is really telling that when Wandale Robinson is the one horse that you have, Nebraska's other wide receivers just weren't making plays. They weren't out there doing much. And, and some of that is Adrian didn't. He missed kind of Ainoa on an important throw on a nicely designed play. Uh, you know, the tight ends were, again, a non-factor. I really think that Nebraska and Scott Frost, Troy Walters, 
have to take a hard look at this offense and figure out how the hell they can get going because it is just it is fairly obvious that they don't have the answers right now and they're not they may not have Adrian Martinez and Wandell Robinson as good as he has been the last few weeks is not going to be able to win you games alone every time out in the Big Ten Conference so they they're going to need some people to step up we saw Ramir Johnson on the field today Miles Jones came out of the witness protection program. We saw him, but they didn't do anything. I mean, they have to figure out how to get some other people involved because, frankly, it's kind of embarrassing how bad their offensive performance is outside of Maurice Washington, Adrian Martinez, Wandale Robinson, and J.D. Spielman. You take out a couple of those guys, Nebraska is no different than Northwestern in terms of how anemic its offense is. And, frankly, for a team that has an offensive-minded coach, and an offensive-minded system, it's a little puzzling to see how they haven't figured out ways to get other people involved that they have gone out to recruit. And so, uh, you know, next week is not going to be a cakewalk against Minnesota. They're going to be challenged in a lot of different ways. I'm very curious what they come up with offensively, but they just haven't been able to push the right buttons to find other players this year, and I'm just very surprised by it. Yeah, I I felt like... In the fourth quarter, it was like both teams were playing it safe in a way to avoid the turnover. Like, it almost felt like Nebraska's like, you don't want to make that one mistake on offense. I do I do think they were kind of fearing failure a little bit uh, in the way they did it. Now, it wasn't easy because you have Noah Vedral coming in cold, even though he knows the offensive system as well as he does. Uh, it's a tough spot to be put into. I thought he played... He played okay. I thought he, you know, he ran he ran hard and was decisive with his runs, and he made the one throw he had to make to Wandale. So that's going to give him some confidence going forward. And watching Adrian leave the field with assistance, uh, it it makes you wonder if if he's going to be around next week or how long that deal is. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to be the favorite next week, and. When you talk about finding some things on offense, I think Nebraska is going to probably have to get pretty darn creative in the next seven days, uh, pull out all their tricks here before the bye week. And if it's Vedral, maybe there's some a Vedral-McCaffrey combination too. We saw Luke McCaffrey actually go out there for a play. I know they love his speed. I know he's been working uh, with the top groups at times during practices. I wonder if uh, if Luke McCaffrey could be important too next week if 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 they try to dual QB this thing a little bit. It's kind of uh, you know after these games I feel like you know you cover them you, you kind of need a little bit of a rewatch. But going back through the the stats for this game and, and the box score and all that other stuff, Nebraska Nebraska kicks a field goal. Uh, at the start of the second or midway through the second quarter. After that, they go punt, 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 missed field goal, punt, 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 field goal. And of those drives, only two were three were more than six plays, six plays or more. Um, it, it's striking, um, you know, just how, how much of a struggle it was today. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, if we want to get a little bit into the defense, I, I thought for the most part that defense played pretty well. And, and again, Northwestern's not going to be, uh, you know, confused with, with a high-powered offense by any means. But 
I, I thought that, you know, they were kind of in a, a bit of a dogfight. They knew that they were going to have to make some kind of play uh, to probably win that game. And, and to their credit, this is the type of game that, frankly, Nebraska of last season, uh, of 2017, maybe even 2016, uh, probably would have lost um, just because, you know, you, the, the defense never really seemed to be able to kind of dig deep and get a stop. They were helped out by the missed field goal, uh, of, of course, midway through the fourth quarter, but uh, they, they were good when they needed to be. And, and they were a little bit shorthanded, too, uh, especially up front with uh, with Khalil Davis suspended. Yeah, I thought the defense played well. I mean, they uh, you you look at Northwestern's running. They had basically 45 of their yards came on the first drive of the second half. And other than that, they probably had about 36 carries for 100 yards. And so that one drive where they put together a lot of quarterback run game, a lot of Aiden Smith keepers on the zone read, um, that's where they got a chunk of those yards. And otherwise, Nebraska turned it back. They had some TFLs. They made things difficult for them. The passing game, even though they had 100 and whatever amount of yards they had, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of damage done found or downfield. I mean, Nebraska eliminated a vertical passing game. I think the longest pass play came uh, on a missed tackle from Lamar Jackson that they were able to uh, to skirt out and get you know twenty some yards on. So they they did what they had to do. They gave Nebraska every opportunity to win that game, and the Huskers were able to come through in the end. And I don't want to down talk this win by any means. I mean, they did it with a third string kicker or whatever string he is, a backup. Uh, quarterback, you know, the third string running back, if you think about it, and without their top wide receiver option. So I I think it's a credit to Nebraska. They found a way to win this game. I just think that it's somewhat concerning that they have just found all of these new struggles on offense when this was expected to be a unit that was going to be one of the better ones in the Big Ten. And so I'm just very curious how they're going to go about fixing this. They've got this week against Minnesota. Then they've got the bye week. And then we'll see what comes together after that. Yeah, I mean, one of the problems is I don't know what their staple is in the run game. Like, I, I don't feel like there's something they can just uh, hang their hat on when it comes to that that part. And when it when it comes to running between the tackles, I mean, it is tough to watch. I mean, they were they had a nice little drive. It was I think it was the second drive of the third quarter where they they got a nice pass play, I believe, to Wandale, and. Then they picked up six or seven yards and then tried two run plays and just get stuffed. One of them was the direct snap to Maurice Washington. And that, to me, was kind of a summarization of where the running game is. But to what Schaefer was saying, Northwestern is one of those teams that they are going to muddy up the game. They are a good defensive football team. And you also knew that they were going to – their backs were to the wall. This was kind of the game. They, they had to go get this game, and I, I think they felt like, you know, this had to be a turning point game for them. And so Nebraska got a good shot from Northwestern, and they took it, and they, they still pulled out the win. And Lane McCallum has a moment he's going to remember with his family for the rest of his life. It was, a, it was an ugly kick, and Lane McCallum was the first to say it, but um, – Nebraska was sort of due for a break like that, for an ugly kick to sneak through or something like that, and, and it happened. So, you know, if they if they can put together a good plan, 
win at Minnesota, get to five and two, and kind of reset and get some guys healthy, th- things are good. Th- this could be a whole lot worse right now if they're sitting three and three, and we're talking about uh, going to play an undefeated Minnesota team. Yeah, did, did we did we learn anything new about Nebraska aside from the offensive issues, which I think we can all agree are, you know, certainly concerning having to find answers there with a quarterback and your best wide receiver questionable for next week. But did, did we learn anything else about this team or this program from this well, win? I thought they bounced back defensively against Northwestern, and I know that this is a get-right game with that offense, but they didn't let them beat them. I mean, even that one drive where they went for the touchdown, they were able to make some adjustments and they, they figured out some issues there. And so I I think they played a good game defensively. I think that I still trust that this team, maybe not against AJ or excuse me, Jonathan Taylor, but uh, in some of these other offenses, I mean, Iowa struggled today. I think that Minnesota has had some issues moving. Well, this defense is going to give Nebraska a chance to win games. It's just whether the offense is going to be able to help them out. So I, I continue to be impressed by guys like Will Honus and Colin Miller. They've been big parts to, to what this team has done. Darian Daniels in the first half of this game really wrecked what Northwestern wanted to do. Now, he wasn't as good in the second half or didn't seem to be as visible, uh, but I, I thought that he came up big for him. You know, Cam Taylor Britt had a couple big hits. He almost came up with a huge fumble, uh, forced fumble. So I, I like the way that the defense responded after a week in which they got gashed by Ohio State. I think that they can still be the strength of this team against the Big Ten West part of their schedule and give Nebraska chances to win some of these games and go to a bowl game. And that's that's the goal. I mean, I don't really when they talk about going to the Indianapolis and winning the Big Ten West, that's great. To me, the progress here is if Nebraska can get to the six, seven, eight wins, go to a bowl game, go put themselves with those extra practices and a chance to go play for something at the end of the year. That's what they're trying to do. You heard it here first, Mike Schaefer, Nebraska, Detroit. Yeah, if they, you know what? They get to the quick lane bowl and they get a take on Temple. Everybody around here will grumble, but it's an extra <laughs> Nebraska game. And so that's that. I, it, it's not sexy, but this is where Nebraska is as a program. I mean, they are so far removed from being the type of team that could be disappointed in the game today. I think they deserve to be happy and deserve to have that celebration because of just where they've been as a program. I mean, four wins matches exactly what they've done in 2017 and what they did in 2018. And so now if they can go get that fifth and sixth win, yeah, it's probably not going to lead to the Christmas and New Year's that you want to remember with Nebraska football, but it is progress. Nebraska, sexiness, Quasimodo. You're just all about the, uh, the quick hitters over here. Yeah. No one else has thoughts? All right. <laughs> I I mean I I like I like that the defense um besides the Lamar Jackson pick they made a couple plays where we kind of looked at each other uh like can Nebraska get a break in a game like this I mean you're t- the Cam Taylor Britt hit was one of them where they actually force a fumble that they need and lo and behold the Husker is there to get it but what happens is foot is out of bounds and then later in, in the fourth quarter, JoJo Doman makes that strip. Schaefer and I are standing on the sideline. This is on like the 25-yard line. And the ball bounces right to the Northwestern player who fumbled falling down. It's like some of this stuff, it feels like uh, it's almost like Nebraska football is cursed in some ways with some of these things. It's like, is that play going to happen? So I was impressed. 
that even though they weren't getting those type of breaks and they had a they had a series there where I think the officiating kind of went against them, they didn't let that bury them like some teams in the past. So that was good to see. And then they maybe got a fortunate call, we should say, on the Lamar Jackson pick. It looked like maybe the Northwestern receiver got held up there. So those things tend to even out. But I like the fact that even when it looked like a play could go Nebraska's way and didn't, they didn't let that discourage them, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Where, where, where does Lane McCallum rank for you guys in terms of uh, uh, unlikeliest heroes in, in a recent football game? It's got to be pretty high up there, right? Will we put him in the Lance Terrell tier against our boy Kirk Cousins in 2011? Yeah, that it makes a lot of sense the struggles we're seeing now with Cousins as the more you, you think back on <laughs> Um, Lance Thorell, wherever he is right now, just watching Kirk Cousins go, man, I, I, I exposed this guy in 2011. Lance Thorell, pride of Loomis, um, owns Kirk Cousins, and so does everybody else right now. But we, that's another thing. But Lane McCallum, very cool story. Um, here's a guy who, and I like what he said afterward. Um, he's, he was talking about the walk-on program and how sometimes it's glorified and it, it it's it's – it looks good like in these little blurbs we say about the walk-on program, like it's so fun to be a part of, but it's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of doubts that go into it when you're a guy like that who takes a chance on his life and says, I'm going to walk onto this program and I don't know if anything's going to happen for me, but I'm going to go for it. And that's what Lane McCallum did. His story, you know, he was at the Air Force Academy and he ends up coming here, not even as a kicker, but a defensive back. And he's doing a job that he wasn't meant to do just out of necessity. And he hits the post on a 29-yarder in this game. And a lot of guys would have hoped that would be the end of their day and not have to kick again. But he was over there wishing that he would get one more chance uh, to knock it home. Um, so I think he would be the first to say, you know, he's he's not the best kicker around. He's a, He's just trying to help the team as he can. But... Uh, for him to find a way to get it through, even if it wasn't pretty, um, that's a fun Husker moment, and it 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 it's you know it's going to be one he's going to remember forever. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, it's the best. Um, all right. Well, Nebraska had visitors this weekend. I think that went really well. We saw a couple offers go out, including the first in-state 2022 offer to a Devon Jackson out of Omaha Burke. He's a linebacker, so we'll certainly look to have some more on that. We're going to have some visit recaps. I actually have a story coming of uh, Nebraska's commitments kind of reacting to the Huskers pulling through on that win. So uh, we'll have all of that stuff on Husker 24-7. We'll have some more recap from this game. And, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot. I know Brian mentioned it. There's a couple big players that are hurt going into this week against Minnesota. So we're going to find out where Nebraska's status is at with Adrian Martinez and, and J.D. Spielman and, frankly, how how that might affect the offense. So this is a, a big week for Nebraska football yet again, and, and I think there's going to be a lot we're going to learn early in the week that might dictate how the game is played up in Minnesota. <laughs> 